Praise God. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. It's good to be able to open up God's word and to be able to be encouraged by God's word. I want you to go with me into God's word this evening. We'll take a few minutes. And my um, hope always, and for us here at Times Square Church, we believe that when we open up this word, God speaks, lives are transformed, lives are changed, challenged, and encouraged. And so our hope is, is that you coming into Times Square Church tonight, when you walk out, you will go out different. You, you will go out changed. You will go out knowing that you have a Savior and his name is Jesus. I need a few more amens. Here's the, here's the title of the message. The title is, Let the People Say Amen. Oh, y'all ready, huh? Praise God. Let's, let's open up the word in 1 Chronicles chapter 16. 1 Chronicles chapter 16. I hope you got it. Beginning with verse 31. The Bible says this. The Bible says, let the heavens be glad. And let the earth rejoice. And let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exult in everything in it. Then shall the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. Say also, save us, O God of our salvation, and gather and deliver us from among the nations that we may give thanks to your holy name. And that holy name is Jesus. That we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Then all the people said, Amen, and praised the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's power in the word. And the word of God brings life. And my message is titled, Let the People Say Amen. And as I was reading through this, I was reminded of just a few things, especially through the course of this weekend, which I'll talk about. But the word amen means simply this, so be it. And the word amen best fits after you and I declare the goodness of God. Amen. The word amen is best suited when we talk about the goodness of Jesus Christ. Amen. When we express that he is God and that God gave us his only begotten son. Amen. So be it. And Jesus went to a cross and died for all of our sins. Amen. So be it. And when you and I are going through different things in life, we put our confidence in Jesus. We put our faith in him. And we are able to rest in the peace of knowing that God is in control. And you and I are able to say, amen, so be it. The amen requires that you and I put our faith in Jesus. The so be it is never brought to completion unless you have a clear understanding that God is alive and that his son reigns. And no matter what you and I are going through, the king still sits on the throne. This is why scripture gives us this incredible, incredible understanding that all things, all things point to God. All good things point to the king that sits on the throne. The heavens rejoice. 
the earth rejoice, the clouds, the sky, it all is a declaration of the goodness and the splendor of our God. It's, it's amazing for me just to, to think about everything that's, that's been created in this world. And yet, the one thing made in his image is us. I've been thinking about how God took time out to, to create the planets, the earth, the ground, the waters, the sky, the clouds, the birds, the animals. Six days he took time out to just create. I want you to know this, that God is the master creator. He is the first and the last great artist. And after all he created, he decides to create something else, us. And you and I created in his image. And I was looking through this scripture and I go back to verse 31 and it says, and let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice and, and let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns. And then it says, let the sea roar. How, how does the sea roar? I don't know about you, but it's amazing to, to come and, and, and be on a beach somewhere. We don't got really cool beaches in New York City, but you know, if ever you make your way down to Florida, really, really nice water. Or if ever you, you, you know, if you go to one of the islands, really, really nice water. You know, the, 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 the waters in the Bahamas are really nice. You ever seen them? They're beautiful. You know, we don't have that, you know, it's Hudson River, you know. Coney Island, you know. Somebody looked at me and said, oh, no, no. And the Bible talks about how the seas roar. Like, when the seas roar, and the, I, I love the sound of the waves. and I love how the water crashes and moves and you know how like you like to get about waist high? Anybody ever gone to the beach and you're about waist high and the, and the waves are pushing you and then you back up because you're not sure if you want to experience anymore? You know? And, and it's amazing how we as a people are, are fascinated with water. And, and, and at the same time, we need water. But Scripture starts to give us this understanding of all these things that really are put on display for the glory of God. And, and, and here we are on earth to enjoy these things. And the Bible says that the seas roar and all that, that fills it, meaning that every creature that are, that's in the seas, every creature that's in the oceans are all in the waters as a display of the greatness and the splendor of God. And then the Bible goes on to say, let the field exult and everything in it. And then in verse 33, it says, then shall the trees of the forest sing for joy. Before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. How in the world do the trees sing of the joy of the Lord? And how much more should you and I, who have been made in the image of God, sing for the joy of the Lord? Let the people say amen. This past weekend, I had the opportunity speaking at a, a Slavic young adult retreat two hours outside of Sacramento, California. And it was my first time in that particular area. I've been to California before, but on the, the real nice palm tree side of things, you know? But when you go further north to Sacramento, they got snow on the ground. Yes, yes, it is cold. I'm so glad that my dear brothers and sisters and California warned me and let me know so that I was rightfully bundled up and ready to go. 
And so I spoke Thursday night and I was scheduled to speak Friday afternoon and Friday evening and, and, and also sharing Saturday morning and then making sure I'm back here because I love my church and I wanted to be back here. Praise God. Love you. But praise God. Friday, Friday, I took the opportunity in some downtime to go visit the big trees, the sequoia trees, uh, the redwood trees. And they have this incredible park where there's a trail and uh, there was just a little snow on the ground. And, and we decided to just spend about an hour. You know, I took Tyler with me. And of course, we had our, 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 the youth pastor was there and some of the youth leaders. And, and for the first time, there I was up close to these massive trees. I mean, they were big. You know, and as, as we were walking around, I was telling the, my Slavic brothers and sisters, I said, we don't, we don't have big trees like that. Not, not in New York City. But I'm sitting under this tree, and all I could think of in that moment was the trees sing of the joy that we find in our God. And as I was just sitting under the tree, I was amazed at the splendor of the handiwork of God, that he would create these massive trees. And then I took a moment, and I looked up, and I couldn't see the top of the tree. That's how tall it was. And I tell you, as I was taking this walk, not only was I thinking about just the, the size of these trees and the glory that, uh, of these trees and, and display of God's handiwork, but I, I began to think about just life and, and just different things that, that come our way through our journey as we're trying to live and as we're trusting and believing that good things are going to happen and Maybe sometimes we don't know what's ahead and we're not sure what's next in life. And so I'm sitting under this tree and I look up and I'm like, man, this is a huge tree. I was like, I can't even see the top of this tree. And then I began to think and not just think, but the Lord began to speak and he just reminded me, David, if you think this tree is high, I'm much higher. I created this tree and as, as massive and as big and as, as incredible as this tree is, you're the one that's been made in my image. Yes, the trees are a demonstration of who I am as the master creator. And if you look in Genesis chapter two, verse nine, the Bible says specifically that God created the trees that one, that they would be pleasing to look at. And two, that they would be good for food. And my God, thank God for wood. Thank God for the trees. Because they have provided much of our food over many, many years since the very day that God placed them in the garden. And he said, one, I created them. You go back and look. But right there in Genesis chapter two, it says, God said, I made this tree to look that way. That you would stand and be like, wow, that's amazing pleasing. But then God reminded me, it's still just a tree. And as beautiful and as big and, and as massive as it is, you're the one that I made in my image. You're the one that I created in my likeness. You're the one that I love. You're the one 
who I've given my son that he might die on a cross, on a piece of wood, the greatest tree ever put on display was the one that Jesus hung 2,000 years ago, nailed to the cross. That is the greatest tree that we could ever set our eyes on. The tree that Jesus carried on his back up the hill that you and I might be made a new person, that you and I might experience resurrection life, that you and I might be cleansed and made whole by the blood that was shed on the cross, by the blood that poured down that tree. Because of Jesus Christ, we're made a new person. We're made in his image. And you and I have to come to this understanding that God's ways are higher than our ways. You see, as I was sitting under that tree, I realize that God is bigger, bigger than your thoughts, bigger than your concerns, bigger than your fears. God is bigger. You know, it's interesting because shortly after I got up from that tree, we realized that we needed to get back to the camp so that I could speak for the next session. But we got a little turned around and we weren't quite sure where we were at. And I was like, oh, man. Last thing I want is to get lost in amongst these big trees. And nobody has yet verified whether there was no bears laying around hibernating somewhere. So I just wanted to stay on the trail and get back to the camp. And uh, we had to stop for a few minutes and try to figure it out and work it out and and, you know, we weren't quite sure whether to go this way because it was 0.8 miles if we went this way, but it was 1.0 miles. But we, were, we recognized this trail, but we weren't sure about this trail. And all I could think of was the trees know exactly where we're supposed to go because their viewpoint is just so much better. I mean, they know exactly where the visitor center is. If only they would just talk to me, but they're so busy singing the joys of God. Okay, yeah, I'm a little dramatic, but... <laughs> But then once again, God is just so, so, so loving and gracious in our littleness that he once again, like, reminded me, Dave, I've got the highest viewpoint. And if ever you feel lost, and if ever you're not sure what's next and where to go, just trust me. My thoughts, my ways, they're higher than yours. You see, God has a clear viewpoint of where you and I are going next. But you have to trust him as God. You have to trust him as Savior. You have to trust him as Lord of your life, King of your life. You have to surrender your life completely to him. You have to finally come to a place where you find rest in the hands of God's grace and trust that his view is much higher than yours. Because some of us, we live our lives always trying to read our own map and hold to our own plans and try to figure out our own trail and our own way of life. And if you're lost tonight, put your trust in Jesus. If you're lost tonight, surrender to God. If you're lost tonight, there's a tree that you need to look at. It's on full display. It's, it's always been on full display. And his name is Jesus. And he went and carried it up the hill and he died on the cross so that you might find your way. And when you find your way, you will find it in Jesus Christ. You will find it in Christ Jesus. And the Bible says this, and just listen, Isaiah chapter 55. Seek the Lord 
while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way. I don't know who's here or who's watching online and maybe you have just, you've, you've been bound to ways that are not of God. You've been connected to ways, things in your life that have caused you to lose your way. Turn from unrighteousness. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him. He won't condemn you. He won't neglect you. He won't turn his back on you. God looks upon you with compassion. And to our God, he will abundantly pardon, meaning he will always show mercy, meaning he will always give you and I this incredible grace that we don't deserve. And then God says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts than your thoughts. You see, the only way you're going to come to a place of peace in your mind is when you surrender your thoughts to Jesus Christ. I know that there are people here in the house of the Lord who are wrestling in their mind. You've got thousands Thousands and thousands of things swirling around and it creates confusion and fear and doubt. And you might feel lost here in your mind. You might feel lost in your heart. You might feel empty in your soul. But when you surrender your life to Jesus, completely surrender, God will make a way out of no way. He will be the way for you and the truth for you and the life for you. That's who he is. He's God. You know, I was, I was thinking too in the Big Tree Park. It's like, man, hey God, why didn't you just stop after six days? I mean, you just, look at these trees. They're amazing. Look at the sky. And then, oh, I forgot to tell you, it was like the clouds were coming through, the trees and sun and everything. It just, it was glorious. And I was like, man, I began to think like, just, 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 the human frail vessel that I am. I was just having this moment where I was just reasoning with God. And I just was like, I mean, you knew from the very beginning that this person who you were going to make in your own image was going to be messed up and flawed. I mean, God, come on, from the very beginning, you knew that we were going to make a mess of things. You could have stopped with the trees. You could have stopped with these incredible mountains through California. You could have stopped before New York City ever came about and we started living for ourselves. But God, you desired so much to be in fellowship with this person, me, so frail and broken and constantly wayward. And yet you chose to create me out, out of the dust, out of the clay. And then you called me unto yourself. And from the very beginning, you knew that you'd have to send yourself, Jesus, the Son of God, to come down, take on flesh, and die for me. Why didn't you just stop? I just realized in that park, yeah. Yeah, the trees can sing my praises. 
but I made you in my image that you would live a life that would glorify me. And then he just kind of sealed it with this. David, I love you. I created you because I loved you. From the very beginning, I just loved you. It had nothing to do with whether I was going to create you and you were going to get it right. No, I just love you. And so because of love, here we are, you and I. Because of love, he gave us his son, Jesus. Because of love, Jesus died on a cross. Because of love, he rose from the grave. Because of love, we have resurrection life. Because of love, we have the power of the Holy Spirit that is able to indwell us and continue to draw us into this great truth. He had no intention from day one. He's beginning and end. And from the very beginning, he had no intention of stopping after he created these trees that would sing of the joy of God. From the very beginning, we were on the heart of God. So what makes you and I draw back now? Why is it that now still we have these questions in our mind like, man, God, where are you right now? Why? Why is it that we still allow darkness, bitterness and anger, confusion and frustration? Why is it that we allow these things to just cause us to shrink back and and question whether we are loved. You're here tonight. I know you sense the presence of God. I know that you know that God is here and he loves you. I sense in my heart that faith is rising up in the house of the Lord. I sense and I know and I believe it in faith that there's going to be a shout of praise And there's going to be healing and there's going to be deliverance. And like I said earlier, everyone gets the opportunity to walk out these doors and be free. Because of the finished work of Jesus Christ who went to a cross and died because he loves you. Oh, praise God. So let the people say, amen. I know that there are people here that you have not been able to get to that place where you can say in faith, amen. I know that there are people here that you've come to church from time to time, maybe the first time, maybe a few times, but you're not able to confidently walk out these doors and say, amen, so be it. God's in control. My life belongs to him. I surrender. He's going to work it out. Amen. God is calling you right now, to be a people that are able to conclude, so be it, God reigns. So be it, he has the final say. So be it, he's not going to drop me. So be it, I don't see it all, but he's going to work it out. So be it, the trees sing of the joy of the Lord, but I'm going to sing tonight. So be it. I'm the one made in his image. The trees stand in one place, but you and I, were going forward. So be it. So be it. And if there's anybody here tonight that's tired of living a stagnant life, a life where you're not getting anywhere, and it's the same old thing over and over and over again, and you want to be free tonight, and you want to know without a doubt that Jesus is your Savior, and you're going forward, 
If you've got the amen that's stirring in your heart, the so be it that's stirring in your heart, I want you to come forward right now. Don't you hesitate. Don't you even ponder and think about it because God's thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So be it. You come right now. Come right now. Come right now. Tell your friend, we're going together. Tell your mama, we're going together. Grab the hand of your husband, the hand of your wife. You come by yourself if you have to, but no shame in the house of the Lord. Make your way down here. There has to be a great cry tonight, and it's an amen cry. So be it, God. You're in control. Come on. From the back to the front, keep coming. We're going to worship the Lord, and then we're going to pray. And your amen will be heard. This is your amen night. Let the people say amen. Don't run away from the call of God today. You come and just surrender all. Come and surrender all. Surrender all. He went to the cross and he died for it all. Every fear, every worry, every pain, every failure, everything, everything. He took it upon himself. And he died. Surrender all. I want you to pray this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your son, Jesus, who died for me on the cross. Forgive me of my sins. I surrender my life to you. I surrender everything to you. Make me a new person. Make me whole. Bring healing to my life. I put my trust in you. I rest in your hands of grace, in your hands of love. Thank you, Jesus. I believe tonight that I am free and I am able to say, so be it. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray.